welcome back, everybody. It's time once again to meet our community, the Hispanic business community here in Orange County. Powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio. Streaming live from our studios here at the University of California, Irvine's Beal Applied Innovation Center. With the man, well, he's proving it once again. He knows everybody. John Gutierrez, who'd you bring in today? Thank you, Paul. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to OC Talk Radio again, once again. We're again here on a beautiful Southern California. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody for tuning in to our community podcast show powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. I'm your host, Senior Vice President John Gutierrez. We have uh, another group of just amazing community leaders that are with us today here with Remax New Dimension, which are a local real estate group. We have Mr. Edgar Adami, who is a broker slash owner. Miss Miriam Adami, who's back in the scenes over here, his wife with the escrow officer. And then we also have Mr. Hugo Pompa, managing partner. Correct. And from my understanding, 2,100 plus homes sold and counting? That's right, John. Wow. That's just, I got to say... 2,100 homes sold? Wow. And counting. And counting. And counting. Yes. Wow. And that's because you guys have been around 25 years, you said? We've been, uh, we, we started about 25 years ago here in, in Orange County. Home base Santa Ana. Home base Santa Ana. Yeah. And let's share with everybody that's listening briefly, if, if you guys don't mind going into, tell us a bit about each one of you, how you ended up in the industry, and then we'll go into how you guys started the business and where it's going from now on. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean a great story. One day was parking cars in Newport Beach, right? It was cold, December, about 10th, 11th. And then it was just too cold. I saw someone that we were actually parking cars for a restaurant, very nice Italian high-end restaurant. And then I just got this sense of like desperation. It's like, you know, something's wrong with this picture. It's like, why am I here? Why are people inside eating, being cozy with their families? I'm outside parking cars. This is not... So I decided that day that I was going to change my life. And I went to my friend and said, hey, here are the keys of the shop. I got them. I'm out. He goes like, what are you doing? Like, you're going to get us lunch? I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm out. Wow. So I quit. Called my call a real estate broker the next day. Say, hey, I want to join the industry. Would you hire me? And he says, yes, uh, you got to get licensed. So asking for the number. What The minute I hang up, I called the school. Someone picked up and said, yeah, we actually have a class today. You want to come in? And that was my beginning of real estate. Wow. Yeah, but it happened just like that. But you made that initial effort to say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this change. That takes a lot. Yeah. I, mean, I think I, I found myself in a, I don't, don't want to say cornered, but I, I needed a change in life for sure. Something about that day just said, yeah. this is what something I Something happened inside that said something's wrong with this picture. And I figured out it, it was me. I was just not doing the activities that I needed to do in my life. And I decided to change that and turn that around. Wow, that's that's amazing. What about you, Hugo? Mine was a lot more simple than that. <laughs> <laughs> we were at home probably around Thanksgiving time, hanging out in the uh, living room. My padrino, my godfather goes, uh, so what are you going to do with your life? I'm like, I don't know, maybe psychologist or psychiatrist. I'm like, well, that's a hefty uh, career. I'm like, well, I don't know, right? So he goes, well, the hottest industries right now are real estate or nursing. Okay. Well, I don't know. Let's see. Scrubs or a suit. So <laughs> here we are. <laughs> wow. You decided to yeah. also enter the industry. Yeah. And how did you all meet, if you don't mind me asking that? So a friend of a friend one day says, hey, we have someone that might be interested on in, in working in real estate. And then Hugo showed up and said, hey, my friend said that you, you guys have an office and I want to come and check it out. So Hugo came in. He was, what, 19? 19. Just a yeah. kid. 
trying to figure things out. Uh, I think you're still in college, right? I was still in college, yeah. I was in Santa Ana. Attending Santa Ana College, yeah. and they say, Hugo, you know, but why don't you just come and, you know, work for us? Now, did both of you grow up in Santa Ana? Yeah, well, I was. I was born and raised. Whereabouts did you grow up, if you don't mind me asking? Flower, McFadden. No, no wonder he looks familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up on Highland and <laughs> okay. Flower. Okay. Oh, right there. I grew up, in fact, I used to work at the corner liquor store, and I grew up going to that Boys and Girls Club down Highland Street. Oh, okay. So oh, wow. I went to Lowell Elementary School, Lathrop Junior High, and then Santana High School for a year, and then I transferred to Century when it had just opened. Ah, so gosh, you're, yeah. you're in that whole area, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did uh, you go Glen, to like Martin Elementary Glen School? Martin, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, Lathrop. And you went to Lathrop. So yeah, maybe, uh, I'm, I think I'm much older than you, though. I'm 47. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, not that much, but yeah, 41. <laughs> okay, so you're, you're a Lathrop, huh? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then after Santana. that, did you went to Santana? Okay, yeah. interesting. How about yeah. yourself? I came to the state when I was 14. Grew up in Mexico. What uh, part of Mexico? Acapulco, Guerrero. That's right. We're going to talk about Acapulco, which, by the way, has gone through a lot recently, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. So yeah. you grew up in Acapulco. I lived in Acapulco 14 years of my life uh, as a kid, and then uh, migrated. My parents migrated to the States, and then I uh, came with them. Nice. And then I found a home here, went to school. I actually went to Tustin High. Okay. You know, Tustin Tiller. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not, I mean, that's borderline Santana. <laughs> yeah. Right well, we, we lived in Lion Street, and and, yeah. and because of we, lived, we lived on the other side, I guess, of Lion Street, yeah. there are... That belonged to the Dustin High School district. Yeah, that's interesting you mentioned Lion Street. When I was at Santa Ana High School, I wanted to transfer to Century, but because I lived closer to Santa Ana, it was quite the challenge. They wouldn't let me. My brother lived on Lion Street, and I said to my brother, can I use your address? I want to go to Century, the new school, which a lot of my friends had gone there from Mm Lathrop. And a lot of people that went to Lathrop went to Saddleback and eventually transferred to Century. So a lot of the – just – Growing up in Santana, a lot of our friends, you know, ended up at Century High School. But Lion Street's right behind Century. It, right it is. It's actually the same. Uh, yeah, literally Century. the backside of it. Yeah, the backside of it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So we've been here watching the community go through the up and downs, and and, yeah. and now we see how much money has been invested in Santana. It's it's amazing. What is your perception of that? Like, what have you seen in these twenty five years? Can you kind of share a little bit of the history? What you guys have seen? Oh, well, in our industry, yeah, five years, so many ups and downs. God, where <laughs> where do we start? The introduction of technology, okay. right? The fall of the market, right? The scare of the children that went through that fall of the market, right? Just reflecting of our our parents when, well, at least my parents, right? When they purchased their home, just so many changes. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And I know earlier we we're talking about how back in the eighties, nineties, yeah. interest rate was like. 15% or something you said, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. back it's in the crazy. 80s, like 18, 15. 18? They were high up. They were high. They were up there. And of course, yeah. you mentioned earlier also the fact that cost of living was a lot less. Homes were a lot less expensive, but also the minimum wage probably back then was like $6 or something, if I remember oh, correctly, right? Yeah. Yeah. Probably less. Less? less. Probably less. When I started working, minimum wage was four twenty five, and that That's was like, right. That was in 90, 94. You're right. Yeah. So it would right. probably a lot less. Yeah. But, you know, homeownership has always been important. It's always been a, a big part of building communities, and, and that's what we're all about. I think part of my mission when I started working in real estate is that I'm going to, because I saw the the rate of growth of the Hispanic people, how much they were, how much purchasing power they had, but they were not buying enough. So I made almost a commitment to myself that I'm going to push the number of ownership higher on our community. What do you think was the reason because of why the Hispanic community wasn't buying at that time what, what was it you think i think it's just education okay yeah. education if you know i don't i don't think there were not enough advocates of educating the consumer throughout the process mm-hmm. and as you know most of the hispanic people they're very hard-working people and most of them you know make a combined decent amount of money 
but it's just not educated enough to to know that they could actually purchase a home. Yeah. And I took, it, took it, a new wave of realtors to come and empower those people, push them up and say, no, you could do, we could do this together. Let me show you the path of home ownership. And, and that's what it took for us. Like we, we I started working, so. I like, I like what you just said. Let me show you the path yeah. to home ownership. That is such a powerful like sentence. Let me show you the path. Because when people are trying to buy a home, I'm assuming you would agree with this. There's that fear factor. A hundred percent. Right? I, I think oh, yeah. that my opinion, that's what it, credit doesn't stop people, money doesn't stop people. I think it's just the fear of not knowing. But it's, it's you, know, you don't know what you don't know, right? So, but the minute you, we bring him in the office, we'll give him the orientation. We, so the first thing we do is to come to the office. We're not going to sell you a house, I promise. Not yet, at least. But let me show you the steps of what it's going to take for us to go from here to here. Yeah. And once they learn the process, the first things that come out of their mouth is like, wow, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Oh, it's easier than I thought, right? But it's mainly through understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Have someone explain the process. And it could be also the fact that if you're, and, and you would know better than I would in the real estate industry, maybe there's a, if your parents didn't own a home, the statistics really change as far as whether you believe you can own a home. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. It's that, it, but however, if you're, a young kid growing up and your dad owned five homes, six homes, you probably have that confidence to say, hey, I'm gonna own 10, right? Yeah, because right. as a former teacher myself, I remember thinking, you know, I wanna be a teacher, right? But then later in the industry, I met people that would say to me, well, my mom and my dad were a teacher, so the expectation of me growing up was, I need to be like an attorney or a doctor. Like the expectation was higher. higher. For whatever mm -hmm. reason, the thought process, right? Not that teachers are not doing great work in the community, but it's just the thought process was, I want to go get a, be a professor maybe, right? Yeah. And so I'm assuming when people don't own their own property, do you see that? Like, like I mean, they don't grow up in an environment where their parents owned a property. Do you see that it's harder for them to accept or not have that fear factor? I think it is. I mean, I, it did it for me. You yeah. know, none of my friends own a home. My parents didn't own a home. So we grew up in apartments all, you know, for, I don't know, some 20 odd years. And then uh, when I came my time to be out out in the world, and I thought ownership was it wasn't even on my mind. Yeah, it was something that I I wasn't thinking of, I wasn't planning for it either. It just wasn't on my mind. It wasn't on the radar because my parents didn't own a home, mm. and none of my friends did too. Mm. So it was something that I didn't even know that you know the homes, some of the homes that we show now, I didn't even know they existed. But obviously they existed when I was a kid. I just yeah. didn't know about it. Right, wow. even when I was uh, uh, older in my twenties, right, because uh, that expectancy was never created. That expectancy, yeah, yeah. What What are you finding right now is the biggest challenge, or what are you finding also that is something you guys are really enjoying? Because sometimes challenging situations can be obviously like, wow, we were able to help this family like overcome this situation, and now they're able to you know purchase this home or this maybe this piece of land or whatever it is. Right? What would you say you're seeing out there right now? Biggest challenges, I think, is, uh, again, the mindset, you know, mm -hmm. especially these families that are coming from families, uh, parents that didn't own, mm -hmm. right? And they say like, oh, well, I can't own, you know, um, we don't have money, right? Just owning isn't part of our everyday life. Renting is cheaper. You know, that's how I was raised, not me, but that's what we've heard. Mm -hmm. um, and those are the challenges, I think, that we face the most, right? And got to pull them out of there. Yeah, but like you got to see this side of the fence. Yeah. Right. Um, the benefits of it, you know, mm -hmm. your, your life's going to be better. Uh, stability is going to be better and so much better for your children. Yeah, I know somebody I once talked to said, 
when they meet people, they tell them, I'm not going to teach them like that you have to buy a house. I'm going to teach them how they can build wealth. Yeah. Something like that, right? Absolutely. Because I know I've met a lot of doctors that are part of our industry in healthcare. And they say, you know, a lot of a lot of people think us doctors make a lot of money. That's not really the case. We make decent money, but our parents have taught us at a young age to invest in real estate. Mm -hmm. And that's where we really make our money. And I was like, interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, is that something you see and hear a lot that it's important for you guys to help them build that wealth? Well, 100%. I think uh, uh, it's been, I mean, that's like actually part of the exam probably <laughs> the real estate yeah. for the, to get licensed. Uh, a lot of people build their wealth based on real estate. It is the safest and probably most profitable investment in a long-term period of time. Mm -hmm. So I agree. I think we got to just keep infusing into the people how important it is to build wealth, how important it is to be a homeowner, how important it is to accumulate maybe more properties, create passive income, which uh, it, it could sound challenging because you might not feel like you make enough money, but that's like everybody's like pro yeah. almost like problem of mm -hmm. prorogate. Like you don't, you don't want to go into it because you don't feel like you make enough money. But let the experts, mm -hmm. you know, walk into a loan officer and say, hey, what do I qualify? What can I purchase? This is what I make. Mm -hmm. And they'll walk you through the process too, along yeah. obviously with a professional realtor. But more often than not, you're going to find that people that didn't think that they could buy an investment property mm -hmm. when they come in. And the reason for that is because they, a lot of people don't know what they're worth, right? They feel like, yeah, I make money. Yeah, I have some savings. Hugo and I working with a client and we didn't have enough money at the beginning to close a file, a deal, right? And he goes like, well, I got more money on my 401k. 401k statement, like almost 300,000. Mm. Yeah. And I was like, do you have, you sit in a lot of money. Yeah. You could have invested, and so he did. He invested part of that into a property. Payment was super low because he put a good chunk of money. Yeah. And it's just about knowing what you're worth is. Yeah. How much do you have in assets? What are you, what are you worth? But you need sometimes you need a professional mm -hmm. to guide you through the process so you can understand a bit better that you're worth more than you think. Yeah, 401k is like, oh no, that's my retirement money. They said I'm gonna get penalized if I pull it out. I'm like, well, did you know if you talk to the institute, you tell them it's to buy a house, they might waive those penalties. Yeah, and you know you're gonna your money's gonna grow twofold, fivefold, tenfold. You know, depending on what you buy over time, then it will sitting there in the uh, 401k account. It's like really, so that's part of the education that we gotta strive and, and push forward to the people. Share with people that are listening for the first time, getting to know you, what is um, some of the programs out there right now? Uh, I know there's FHA programs, right? And things like that. Yeah, Do you yeah, want to yeah. share a little bit about that for somebody listening <laughs> for the first time that may want to buy a home? I mean, what are some programs that they can right now benefit from in the real estate industry? Yeah, I mean, there's always a first-time homebuyer program, which is FHA. It requires a minimum of 3.5% down. The reason it's for first-time homebuyers is because a lot of uh, first-time homebuyers don't have the best credit, right? So they're kind of lower on the credit and a little more forgiving. What's a decent credit for someone to buy up? Average. I'll say 600. If you 600. have 600, it's okay. a decent credit. You'll still be able to purchase a house. Does mm -hmm. that change as the market changes? Like the credit could be lower or higher? How does that work? In, as it it, it does. Side? As the market started to tighten up, most of the banks also do the same. Oh, they start really? limiting funds or they start creating more requirements or they get more picky as to who are they going to lend money, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of that going on. But at, at the end of the day, and nowadays, our loans are more based on income. Can you qualify for the house? And you uh, are you able to repay the debt more than anything else? Based on your income. Based on your income, because yeah. you know we're not. Hopefully, we never go back to the days so of everybody qualified based on um, based on if they could breathe, basically. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. we had a lot of those a lot of those loans in the past that didn't make any sense and that's part of the reason why they'll let the real estate meltdown the wonder yeah. every time i see out there stuff about real estate they're always talking about like your tax returns right yeah. that's yeah. like a big word right like mm -hmm. you yeah. would submit your tax returns because that's going to show your income like you're that's talking right. about yeah. right i yeah. mean there's no way around it this is yeah. what you made right and this is what you may be able to qualify for yeah absolutely there's still some creative financing out there but um especially for like business owners that sometimes they can they can't really prove sometimes how much they make right based on so there's bank statement programs as long as you can put like 20 percent down or more some business owners are, should be able to qualify for that too yeah different ways of financing there's, there's a lot of people say like oh i don't have any money well come on in let's talk let's figure out your situation and let's help you find some money yeah. Right. A lot of it is just, like you said, identifying the person's situation, right? Absolutely. Um, because even if they maybe can't qualify, I know there's co-signers, right? Someone can co-sign. Is that mm -hmm. still something people are doing or not? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. To this day. Mm -hmm. um, again, we talk about this right over 20 years of the business. Um, a lot of the transactions are very transactional, similar, mm -hmm. but never one the same as the other. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, you come in, the first thing we do is like analyze, what do you want to do? What do you want to accomplish, right? How much money you got? What do we have to work with? Because we're going to work with whatever you got. That, exactly. that's, that's the bottom yeah. line. Um, we went in a mission a long time ago, 25 years ago, we decided, hey, we're going to help people purchase homes. We're going to help the community increase the rate of home ownership. Because the more people that own homes, we can create better communities, right? Mm -hmm. So our mission has always been, can we have everyone in Orange County own their own home? And we went in the mission a long time ago, and that's why we, uh, we're so passionate about what we do because we're literally day one, we embarked this mission of homeownership. That's right. And why Remax? Like Remax, I mean, I mean, I know they're huge. How did that happen? If you don't mind sharing a little bit about that story, how did you fall into, I know there's a lot of different companies out there. How did the whole Remax merger or you know partnership happen as far as you starting your own agency? Another good story, right? So we... After we, so we were independent for the longest time. <clears throat> we used to be called the West Point Realtors. Okay, right. I don't even know what the name came from, but we <laughs> we <laughs> ran with that name. We liked it. We had a logo, made a logo out of it, and but then when the market meltdown, we decided that we were gonna also do a change and do something a little bit different. So we became Remax agents. Right. Mm. After being a Remax, we figure out that you know, we all Remax has always been around, right? Always mm -hmm. been around. We're always competing with Remax agents. It seems like they have the best agents in the industry too, and we're always competing going head to head to these people. And then we lost some, we won some, and then one day I said, why don't we just, you know, go we'll check them out. Let's see what they're all about. We went in, we liked what they had, and eventually Remax called and said, Hey, why don't you guys stop open a franchise here in the city? Nice. Uh, you guys are here. You guys been here for the longest time. We want you guys to be the ambassadors for Remax here in Santa Ana. Oh wow! Yeah. So they facilitated the entire process of <laughs> great. acquiring the franchise. Did anything they could within their power to make that happen. And now we're here. Now it's been ten years now that we acquired the franchise. Yeah. yeah. That's just a strong brand, right? I mean, you walk up, it's like, oh, Remax. Oh yeah, the Lorito. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't know they were international. Absolutely. I was recently yeah. asked to attend an event on behalf of our Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. And it was to meet with um, the Mexican consul and some representatives that were coming here from Mexico. Okay. And they were selling properties in Mexico or land and stuff like that. And they just wanted to meet like leaders of the community and, and people that can kind of learn more about what they got had going on. And I thought that was interesting. I'm like, wow, I never knew Remax was in Mexico, you know? So these are yeah. things you learn. I mean, I've always seen Remax 
yeah. Orange County and California. But I didn't know they were they were so big, right? So, Absolutely. so what are the numbers? Hugo, we're located which in remakes? over 110 countries and territories with over 140,000 agents worldwide. Wow, yeah, very powerful, and they're all at my the palm of my hand. That's <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, I have quick access to them all. Um, have friends and family that um, clients that need to buy any corner of the world. You know, it's it's um, not a not that difficult to find a Remax agent in that corner and um, get them going. Well. First and foremost, I want to thank you guys for, again, becoming members of our chamber and sponsoring our toy drive. We really appreciate that very much, which is December 7th, our annual toy drive. Every year we gather a couple thousand toys and we distribute them to different organizations in the area, which a lot of them are from Santana. Uh, the Santa Boys Club, TKO Boxing, the Delhi Center, just different organizations we go and, and support in the area, which is great because you guys are from Santa Ana too, right? Yeah. And so we know what it feels like to give back to the community that gave us as kids growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you very much for stepping up and being supporters of this event. We're looking forward to having you guys there. Yeah, no, no, thank no, no, you. thank you, thank you for the opportunity to uh, connect and to, uh, you know be a part of the chamber as well. And and we, we look forward to giving back to the community. Yeah, uh, that community has been so good to our business, to uh, our way of life, even to our kids now. Mm-hmm. That we we really want to keep contributing in, and we believe in contribution. We believe in and uh, always giving back. Yeah. yeah, share with everybody a little bit about. I know you've got something going on with Acapulco. What happened recently, right? Was it the hurricane? Right. Yeah, the hurricane. Oh, devastating, yeah. devastating. Uh, we have a lot of family that lost their homes. Yes. We have actually two Remax offices that were completely destroyed. Wow. Yeah. So you know, it, it is what it is. This like was a category like category five, five, five yeah. which had never yeah. been seen, right? Category five, never been seen, wasn't expected. It, it was just like I don't know. It grew in like like two, three hours. It mm-hmm. just hit the coast and devastated a, a good chunk of territory. Wow! So we're helping. We created a GoFund account, uh, trying to help out as much as we can, uh, especially with needs like medicine, food, water. You know, people need a lot of help right now. Where can but, people come find you in case they want to get involved and obviously support? You know this this uh, fundraiser you're doing for Acapulco. I mean, what's the best way? Maybe share with everybody your best Instagram. Way, yeah, best way to find us. You're gonna find the link or, uh, at our uh, Instagram page, which is e Adame the Broker mm-hmm. or Remax to Dimension. You can find us there if you want to support. That'd be fantastic. There's people that need you out there for sure. Yes, and you're probably also on Facebook. I'm assuming we're on Facebook too. Mm-hmm. At Remax to Dimension. Okay, perfect. Yeah. yeah, you know, folks. Again, we wanna you know definitely support fundraisers like this because there's a lot of people I'm sure in the area from Acapulco and they probably had a lot of family out there that uh, were impacted by this horrible hurricane that just came out of nowhere. It is horrible because uh, there was no protocol for hurricanes before. We've never been attacked by a hurricane like this big. It's always been a either a tropical storm or, or something of that nature, but nothing of this caliber. So Acapulco so doesn't get these kind of hurricanes? Never before. First time. Wow. So nobody was prepared for it. So everybody thought it was just a light rain with some wind. Never wow. expected what happened. The city looks flat. It, it seems like <clears throat> a couple bombs were dropped. It, it's, it's out of control. That bad? It is bad, yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. you know, definitely support guys because, you know, you never know when... You know, God forbid, it's us one day. Yeah. I mean, we obviously have, you know, these kind of situations everywhere, like our earthquakes. Yeah. Knock on wood, we haven't had a, a bad one recently, yeah. but, you know, it could be us one day, right? It and um, we've seen a lot of devastations with, it was in Puerto Rico a couple <clears throat> years ago, right? Yeah. Just so many different, you know, I mean, Hawaii, right, Hawaii. had the fires. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just been a lot with the environment recently, yeah. you know? And share with everybody, what is the future 
or what is the goal of your agency and what are you guys looking forward to um, in the next you know upcoming year what what are some of the things that you guys are looking forward to or or just for people to reach out to you what, what would you say well I mean for agents we're always looking to grow right okay we're at about 60 agents now about 60 yeah, agents 60 agents um, combined with uh, our other office in Anaheim Hills yeah. uh, we just absorbed some friends uh, brought under our, our umbrella you know our focus is always to help them help their business grow the way I tell our agents all the time is I see you as a little store, right? How are you running your store, right? Mm. When is your store open? What kind mm. of customer service is your store offering? Okay. Right. So that's kind of our focus on helping them grow their business, right? Yeah. So we're, we're a lot into agent development. We have a big process of how do we take agents that are brand new in the industry, we get them trained, we get them developed, and we send them out of the field, right? One of the, one of the perks of working at the office is that we're actually going to give you some of the clients. Once you're ready to work, you will make your phone ring. Yeah. Oh, so anybody listening out there who's looking to enter the real estate industry, what if they're not agents yet? Can they still come to you and then the, you, you help them get the process going? Yeah, yeah. We actually have a real estate school. Oh, do you? Uh, yeah, that we can link them through and get them to, to get them licensed. Yeah. Oh, wow. So we can help with the process of licensing. Um, if, if we, we can even sponsor some people to get the license. I know that we have sponsored already a few people in the past mm-hmm. that maybe they have not, maybe don't have the funds to get into or get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we can help, that's actually part of us to give back to the community. Yeah. That is great yeah. that you guys have a real estate school. That's yeah. great yeah. because there's nothing like a mentorship program. There's uh, nothing like it. Hugh yeah. and I talk about it all the time. One of the reasons that we created that is because we didn't have that in our office when we started. Mm-hmm. So we see the need of, of realtors not being educated. And then if they're not educated, they're not going to be able to educate their clients either. Yeah. So we teach mm-hmm. them the ropes, we teach them the process, and then... We'll put them in front of people. I often make this comment on our show. My dad, at a young age, taught us this old saying in Spanish that says, una mano no se lava sola, which means one hand cannot wash itself. Yeah. We need each other, right? That's right. And so for us, here at the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, we have our youth chamber, which we're always mentoring these young kids, in, you know, young leaders in college, right? Some of them are high school seniors. And so the fact that you're able to provide these kind of services and resources and education, a mentorship, you know, into a career, that says a lot. You know, that means a lot because you never know. This kid could be the next big, you know, owner of half of, you know, Santa Ana or something. That's right. Because <laughs> That's right. he's just good in sales, right? Yeah. But if you don't give him la mano and, you know, help him out, yeah. it never happens. Yeah. So thank you guys for doing that. Thank you for supporting our toy drive. We really, really appreciate it. Continue all success. And, and co- you know, thank you for supporting Santana. I mean, you're you're from the area. I know you migrated yeah. from Acapulco, but Santana is your home, yeah, right? It is. It's your 100%. backyard. 100%. So thank you for continuing that. We wish you all the best. And for everybody listening, you know, please reach out to them. If you're looking to become a realtor, if you're looking to buy a home, right? Yeah. Or refinance, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's big also. Yeah. Please reach out to them. And we'll see you all December 7th at our annual toy drive. We're here the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Gentlemen, thank you so much. And to your wife, who's over here behind the scenes, thank <laughs> you for being here. Awesome. Thanks so much, John. Thank, thank you for John. the invite. And we'll be seeing you soon. All right, Paul. Take it away, sir. Well, there you have it. One more reason to tune in each and every time to meet our community, the Hispanic business community here in Orange County, powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio, streaming live from our studios here at the University of California, Irvine's Beale Applied Innovation Center.